0: Awake in the Dream Radio, with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency, and expanding your consciousness, one guest at a time. Awake in the Dream Radio, simulcast on Wolf Spirit Radio, listener-sponsored and supported. Wolf Spirit Radio is under the wonderful guidance of Dave Corso, and the creed of the Wolf Spirit Pack is survival, caring, protection, trust, and unconditional love. From Laura and myself, we're proud to be part of the Wolf Spirit Radio family. Welcome. You have found yourself at Awake in the Dream Radio on Tuesday, September 10th 2013 last time I checked I am Dr. Dream and our co-host who's
1: never had
0: to lock a door to keep people's attention
1: Laura Magdalene Eisenhower welcome to the show everybody (laughs) hey there Dr. Dream hey there Laura
0: how are you
1: I'm good how are you doing
0: good I'm having a little fun tonight (laughs) awesome so um, how's everything going in your world
1: Great, great. We had a wonderful weekend. It was your daughter's birthday weekend.
0: Thirteen years old. It
1: was an incredibly wonderful
0: weekend. It was all about family. Um, we, of course, uh, took a little break on Saturday and went out to Magic Mountain to get our roller coaster fix. That annual um, membership paid for itself in the first month. <laughs> and so, um, it's just been great. We had good food, good times, lots of laughter. Um and just hanging out. I, I don't I I
1: I can't I don't get tired of hanging out
0: with, with you guys at all.
1: I know, it's so much fun. It's just like wow, I mean we get to kinda of live our childhood all over again and, and be the parents we probably would have liked, not saying that our parents weren't awesome. Um <laughs> but it's just great. It's 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 fun and, and they're 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 at such a great age and it's just really wonderful how much they love each other. I was blown away by the cards that my boys gave Maya. Um, it really touched my heart.
0: Oh, I mean, just your boys are all heart. Just like you, the apple did not fall far from the tree at all. Some of our, um, some of us as apples fell from the tree and then rolled the distance. These boys did not roll. They, they just, they, they they're all heart. They're just, they're, they're good right to the very core of who they are. And this is what we get to share day in and day out. That's not to say that every single moment is like perfectly wonderful, but pretty darn close. I mean we it it's just um it's a testimonial, uh really and 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 it's not just us. You know, I, I really feel like more and more people all over are um reconnecting with their family, their chosen family at the highest level and really taking it to that place and um i love my parents but yeah i i absolutely wish that i could have been my own father Um, that sounds all weird but you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah definitely (laughs) i mean i think it has a lot to do with the generation um the fact that there's astrological like outer planets large planets and they move every like 11 to 13 years and um You know, some of us with our parents, we're in completely different generations based on the astrology, but there's some pockets where they're actually very compatible and very similar. So there isn't that huge gap, you know, like so many of our friends and peers are awakened and then, you know, you have kids and it's very easy for the kids to just feel, you know, that they can be in their natural expression without trying to, you know, rebel or bust through the old paradigm that the parents are still carrying. So there's none of that, at least in our family, which is nice because, it's just sort of like, yep, yeah, we're holding space for the the leaders of our future, which are our children, and um, that's a good thing. But I think, uh, you know, older, you know, our age group, um, you know, still dealing with that huge gap, you know, the old paradigm to the new.
0: Yeah. No but doubt, not in every
1: not case. It. I mean, I'm not trying to be general, like generalizing too much, but I do notice, you know, that.
0: Well, it's – all of this is kind of in um, – <clears throat> In, an interesting experience for me um to say the least because of the situation with my mother right now and in the nursing home um although we think she'll be strong enough in the next couple of few weeks to um to get out and and move back to her house hopefully as a stopgap before she ends up out here in Ventura with us but um yeah it's just um it it's 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 fascinating for me to watch the human experience you know certainly from my perspective that's all i can do and as i'm watching my mother nearing the end of her experience here and our children embracing the blossoming of their experience here and you and i being somewhere in the middle of all that i it's just um it's life (laughs) yep it
1: sure is
0: gets me a little bit reflective at times but um it's all good. I want to thank everyone for all the wonderful wishes for my mother and and supportive um, energies for me. It really means a lot. Um, I'll be headed back to um, Orange County here in the next couple of days. So, give us an idea, uh, Miss Laura. What's what's on the forefront for all of us? What what possibly will we be? Dealing with or needing to maneuver around or I'm even having trouble talking. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I, sometimes I realize, my God, I didn't even mention everything that's really going on in the um, Astro Report that I do every week because there's always so much. But we've got a lot of stuff moving into Libra. We've got Mercury moving into Libra. We've got Venus moving into Scorpio. Actually, not a lot moving into Libra, just a lot shifting with the Libra Scorpio energies, um, you know which is good because it 's the depth of love and it really puts us in the core of our heart. but sometimes we have to move through a lot of layers to get there um, so basically, you know this week's really about communication we've got Mercury moving into Libra, and it's a great placement because you know Libra's all about harmony and fairness and balance. And so with Mercury and Libra, it means the communication reflects this, and it can just really help people to set their energy, like, more um, in the mode of, like, establishing that. You know, the heart can feel that, and energetically, you know, there might be harmony, but the minute somebody opens their mouth, that disharmony can come in, so... (laughs) you know, and and at times conversations can really throw things out of whack. So this is a really good chance for people to observe, you know, their communication and to see just the ease that starts to flow through. Uh, But the tendency also is that the desire to please can be very strong to the point of shoving things down that need to be expressed. You know, maybe not wanting to be confrontational or create problems or to bring up challenges or issues And so the tendency might be to stuff it down and this wouldn't work too well because we're dealing with a series of Uranus-Pluto squares pretty much for the next couple of years. And that's always going to kind of keep us all in check. You know, it doesn't allow us to repress too much and it doesn't allow us to stay asleep, but it provides us plenty of crises and change and upheaval to really look at ourselves. And if we can see it through the eyes of, you know, wanting to be transformed and, you know, wanting to gain wisdom, it's a really, really positive experience. But if we don't, we can easily fall into just feeling like a victim and feeling really frustrated and it might actually bottle one up even more, which internalizes those energies, which really isn't very helpful. So I guess this week is really about, you know, honest communication, but always taking the higher road and higher vibrational response and taking one's time with it. You know, there's a tendency for, you know, triggers to just keep on happening. But, um, you know, I think this week people will find that it's easier to handle the things that used to maybe derail, um, most of the difficult aspects were yesterday we were dealing with a Mars square Saturn and I think you know I didn't hardly notice it and I think it was cool because we were talking about it like Sunday and I love it because you and I always keep it in check and we always make sure that we do something to smooth the energies before they come at us Um, but yeah I mean this week uh, you know we we got um, the Mars Saturn square and that's kind of the worst of it and then Um, you know, by the weekend, there's going to be some things, you know, with Mars and Chiron, which connects to where we feel wounded on an ego level, where we might not really be in a lot of self-confidence, also some, um, aspects with the nodes. Um, and it just brings up, you know, just the old stuff and, and some of the challenges that we need to focus on, um, in order to really step into, you know, our purpose and destiny on a, on a, willful level you know where where the ego is really in tune with what that is and isn't sort of running the other way or running away from it or you know and um yeah i mean every challenge under the sun all adversity is really here to help refine us and fine-tune us if we can see it that way but you know to really uh give the full report i would check out um our astrology on our newsletter um But one more thing about this week is lots of good energy for solidifying and stabilizing relationships we 're dealing with you know Venus and Saturn working together um and Saturn you know it, it rules authority but it also rules discipline and integrity and just where we you know establish boundaries and we establish commitments and our you know our focus and so when we 're in charge then our authority can really serve us, but when we let somebody else run the show, that's when we're dealing with false authority structures, which Saturn rules. But if you put Saturn and Venus together, it means that you know one's being responsible to the heart, to their own heart and to the heart of others. Um, it's usually the challenging aspects of Saturn that bring in the false authority structures that need to go. So I think people will find that they feel more grounded in their partnerships. Things are more harmonious. We've got Mercury and Libra and then Venus moving into Scorpio is going to add to the passion and just the in- intimacy and just the depth of sharing. So it's all really, really good. You know, people might feel a little bit frustrated by the Uranus Pluto square, but just embrace it because it's nice that the universe is helping us so much get ourselves on track in this very, very important window period that we're in.
0: Oh, nice. Now without putting you on the spot, I, I do want to address some of these energies in a way we haven't ever addressed on um, on the broadcast. So it's Tuesday evening, um, roundabout right now, or maybe a little while ago, or maybe in a little while, Obama is going to be addressing the nation, um, really putting forth uh, this, you know, he's hell-bent on going to war with, uh, with Syria. And so he's going to be putting forth that that his rationalization of, of that BS, you know, this is our noble, Nobel Peace Prize um, winning uh, uh, president. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so talk to us a little bit about how the energies are in relation to this. I mean, we hear a majority of the country does not want to go to war. Um, is it, are, are these energies allowing us as a collective here to be more empowered? Um, or, you know, just let, let's let just kind of uh, approach it from that perspective of like, you know, what's happening with the biggest of the news stories right now in the country.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, with the Uranus Pluto square, it's, you know, Uranus rules truth, upheaval, change, universal truth, crisis, and shock. Pluto's all about death, rebirth, and alchemy. You put the two together in a tense aspect like Uranus and Pluto, and people basically are reaching a breaking point, you know, where they just really can't deal, you know, with the way things have been going and the way that the governments are conducting themselves by not having their priorities on, you know, peace or utilizing all the high level technologies that they have to clean up the environment and to make the world a better place. I mean, none of it is geared towards that. It's more and more of the same drama and conflict and acting on the will of, you know, what the governments think is best while the people are being totally ignored, but they vote this person into office, you know, this is part of the lesson. So I think, you know, this these are revolutionary planets working together. And a lot of people um, in our generation and in just a lot of the charts I'm reading, I mean, most people have Uranus and Pluto either next to each other or in positive aspect to their sun. So for a lot of us, this is going to feel refreshing as far as like, you know, done with all that old paradigm stuff and people have been feeling it probably their whole life and are finally taking a stand saying you know what I'm sick of nodding my head I'm sick of you know putting on the news I'm sick of going along with this because deep deep down inside we know it's a false system so for a lot of people it's going to be a very easy sort of revolution because all the buttons are being pushed nothing's getting better and all the hope that people have been holding out for the governments to kind of wake up a little bit or get their priorities in order you know that's expiring and the people that haven't really faced those aspects who are really feeling it for the first time that have given all their power away I feel that they're you know just going to see that what do we have to look at that is commendable you know I, there's not a whole lot there. And, uh, and so it's really going to allow them to hit a wall and it's going to feel very destabilizing. And that's why, you know, it's important that um, people just go to the right sources, Uh, you know, people that are speaking out about truth and exposing these, you know, hidden agendas, you know, healers and those that are, you know, been sort of out of the box and, and, and sort of preparing for this shift time, you know, put your attention on those people because there's tons. There's so many, um, you know, to help to kind of catch those that are falling out of that old paradigm and feel completely and totally lost, so you know it 's going to be a mix of energy i don 't think people are going to be walking down this road. You know, nodding their head and saying, yeah, Obama's, you know, right in this. I think all of this is manifesting for a reason because the dark is really here to serve us if we can see it as such, you know, to help us see who we're not, where we shouldn't be putting our attention, and what the most important issues are. And if enough people become empowered to stand for those issues and stand for our individual human rights and our freedom, you know, then we're really, you know, focusing on the real government, which is the individual.
0: Uh, so what i'm hearing is that you know maybe this time we don't need to be steamrolled and so stand your ground people um certainly it's not about uh, another war or another conflict or whatever the hell they're going to call this one and so um just kind of move through these through these energies that's that's for sure but the the empowered part and just remembering no matter what's happened in the past, we don't need to be steamrolled on this one. Um, I don't care who voted this uh, person in his office. All right. So exciting times, though, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with a show like this and just all the stuff that's out there, I mean, all the solutions are here. We have the consciousness and the power to move through all of this. And we're in an incredible shift. So, you know, it's kind of like the old is just kind of dropping away, like, Ready to be flushed and and there 's just a whole real world organic world just right under our nose that we 've been committed to for a long time, but the rest is falling away, it's, and we 'll be able to see it the, more clearly.
0: These are amazing, incredible times, and um, I agree let 's jump right into tonight 's guest.
1: I am so excited to introduce our special guest, Fernando Vosa. I had the pleasure of getting to know. Fernando, when we both attended the UFO and Consciousness Conference in South Africa in 2011, and I have to say we had some really, really amazing conversations. Um, I, I just can't tell you how blown away I was by all the information that he brings forward, all just the incredible work that he does. So it's such a you know, joy and honor to have him with us. Fernando Vosa has been designing technology experiences for over 18 years. Mr. Vosa's approach is to reach the psyche and heart of his audience using multidisciplinary techniques from industrial design, cognitive psychology, virtual reality, cinematography, architecture, graphic design, and fine art. Mr. Vosa's accomplishments include being a part of a leading-edge design teams for major brands such as Microsoft, Sony, U.S. West ge aerospace and most recently unfolding innovative installation concepts at the center of mass creation this media pioneer holds degrees in computer science cognitive science and technology design from the university of washington his passion for divine technology has led him to discover evolutionary transformations for our energetic body his journey is to explore the integration of free energy research healing technologies and a cosmic awareness of our extraterrestrial neighbors he's also a member of the exopolitics movement there's so much that he has to share and so grateful he's with us tonight hello fernando are you with us
2: laura yes and dr dream we are living in the age of awakening and it is time that we unite all those different fields that, that you mentioned in my bio it's amazing to hear that description of what i've been doing and yet that's not even close to what's happening so you you know we're reinventing this reality every second the interaction that we had in south africa in 2011 on adam's calendar hosted by michael tellinger and all the beautiful speakers from the UFO conference that was a portal that was a gateway that we established to go through and enter the age of awakening after 2012 so i'm sure you feel that energy right this moment right
0: absolutely oh my goodness yes it is it's it's really a treat to to have you on the broadcast tonight and you know as as i've been um researching the different areas um that you're focused on and and kind of um immersing myself as i as i can in in your world i'm i'm uh it, it's almost whelming for me everything that you're focused on and that you're involved in. And so, before we get to the kind of the here and now of, of everything that you're about, give us a, a little background. I mean, your interests, as we've just described in the bio, are so varied. What 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 kind of child were you to end up doing what you're doing now?
2: I had a early awakening at about the age of eight. I moved from Mexico to Alaska, and somewhere in there, I walked home and got lost in below zero weather and almost froze to death. During that experience of being out in this field, I felt my body being taken out of Earth into orbit by a beautiful, loving consciousness that later I learned was me from a different point of view, maybe from a million years in the future this soul companion let me know that i was not alone and that 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 source intelligence was very much aware of my role on, on earth as an eight-year-old little boy encountering a journey through the sun i got to see inside the sun the great portal and airport of souls and light ships and consciousness that that is And we were taken to the center of the galaxy, and I got to see what is at the center of the Milky Way, this pulsating black and white, yin and yang, heart of energy, multidimensional creation. From there, I was shown a different part of the universe. I was placed in front of a galaxy that was colorful, and it had sound from it, like angel voices. That, I was told, was what I was they said this is as close as we can come to show you what you are and through a huge download of information I was shown the birth process through inception from inside the womb of my mom and how an entire galaxy gets collapsed into a point of, of starlight in an embryo and our sole purpose our sole contracts is expressed at the time of birth somehow I found my way home that evening I lost maybe six hours of time of my life, and from then on, I was connected, plugged in, tuned in, and I was able to interact with my source consciousness, my Akashic field of inheritance, and I was no longer alone. So that was like the, the true revelation that I was an interstellar soul that has traversed so many star systems. I am no longer from one place. I have recollections of Arcturian lifetimes, Syrian, uh, Pleiadian, so many other beings that we don't even have names for. And now I am a change agent, here a system buster. That's my specialty on planet Earth.
1: Oh my gosh, that's yeah, so it. fascinating! Wow, and and I, you know, your areas of focus being free energy, healing technology, and cosmic awareness. Maybe you could go into that a little bit, but. First, I'd love you to just talk about this this phrase that you've uh, coined, white ops, and and what that really means to you.
2: In my professional career in the 90s, I was part of several projects that obviously overlapped with weaponization of technology uh, in companies like uh, General Electric Aerospace. At that point, I saw that there was a construct, a type of attitude that the only way to get to money or power or really involving manifestation of physical technology was to have a theater a, a, a mask so white ops is the antiparticle to black operations black projects we can present to the powers that were projects and concepts of the light but they have to be shrouded in a way that they can understand them so white ops is a way to sell my services position technology and funnel money and resources back to research in free energy and in healing the body and expensive and spending- consciousness white ops is the antiparticle to black ops mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: this is i just i i when i when I was reading that i thought okay this is this is good and it, it's, i like the, the 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 playing with it that way, but it, tell us um tell us what what are you doing. Now, I mean, I I was reading about, um, and we heard about the designing technology experiences, and this is fascinating to me, and I don't even really know exactly what that means. So I want to know about that, and is that still what you're doing now, and is that part of this the, the White Ops, or is that just a step that's taken you to White Ops?
2: It completely is. Imagine engulfing our complete 360 senses that the Egyptians recognized This quantum hollow fractal energetic space that we live in is a type of virtual reality. And I don't like that word that much because it's kind of an oxymoron. It's like saying one reality is more real than another reality. It's all real. How can we engage everything that we are here in this third dimensional plane through our senses, our emotion, our mind, our spirit, and stage the transformation of ascension? That means what kind of world has been created through television and media and war and fear, that's one virtual reality. And I consider those powers to be the artificial intelligence, the transhumanist agenda, that itself is the virtual reality we live in, the matrix. If we can tunnel through to our cellular DNA level and access those cells and pieces of that we are, and transform them by detoxifying and healing them and showing what could be the possibility of an earth on in peace the possibility of activating our light bodies so we can travel through the stars again communicate with our family all of that requires us to create a environment of energy that feels real that has immersion and presence that is much more engaging than the matrix itself so a big focus of my work is to create those experiences. What is the experience of peace and love and healing and accessing everything that we are? What is the experience of remembering feel like? Can we package that in a way that can be seeded through traditional channels such as the internet or technology or film? So that is an entire range of applications of re-engaging our mind and our heart in a whole different way.
1: Wow, absolutely. So, for example, I mean, with the radiation we're experiencing and the chemtrails that are being sprayed, how, how would we a person or how would this, you know, first be implemented? What are the stages that it would take to kind of reverse all this kind of insult that we've been experiencing?
2: We all have that inner guidance, that inner voice, that intuition that is a little tiny transmission from our heart originates from the center of the galaxy and the central sun. Unfortunately, that little voice that tells you that there's more to this reality is easily uh, overturned by the noise of our lives, the noise of corruption and pollution and chemtrails and fear and war. Traditional medicine, traditional methods of, of chanting and homeopathic work and so forth have been just completely corrupt and blasted. So we've built plaque around ourselves and we've built a layer of insulation from love in every aspect of our bodies. We have to tunnel through to that to to begin the healing. And that little voice needs to be amplified. So we need to create superconductive amplifiers of light inside our bodies, inside our mind, inside our spirit, our consciousness, so that we can overturn the ego so we can overrule the fear so that that's what that work is about
1: oh beautiful so
0: take us into the vosa perspective a little bit um a little bit deeper um you know it's uh the the human condition necessitates questions of you know well why are we here what's it all about where are we going um I mean, you've you've gathered um, all of this and and, and researched and and pulling it all together. But what's the foundation belief about the experience that we're currently having?
2: How about we are in that incredible intense school of density and separation and the school of polarity? I mean, this is the, the best matrix that money can buy. We paid to have this, <laughs> this beautiful video game experience. And part of that, as we all know, as, as awakened light workers, is the forgetting. It's the letting go of who we are, because this game wouldn't be any fun if we came as ascended masters and already knew all the rules ins and outs. <laughs> uh, so we, we voluntarily gave control to a different set of gate, gatekeepers. And they are also working in, in, in the light to give us that experience. You might say it's not easy being bad. The yeah. time is up. The, the 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 alarm clock has rung. You know, that happened back in twenty twelve. Uh energetically and cosmically, we've stepped through that already. So now we're we're going through that awakening. You know when we wake up a baby and they're kind of crying, they're they're uncomfortable, they're irritable. That's most of us right now. The fact is that it is happening. So Much of my work is how to capture and really take advantage of of those sleepy-eyed individuals that say, damn, where did I come from and what is this about? And suddenly the world doesn't feel real. I don't have the same motivations to make a lot of money. I don't feel the same way about getting engaged in just a limited viewpoint of reality. That's where I like to play. I love taking those those individuals that are ready for new information and they are hungry like sponges and this is regardless of age or experience right Mm -hmm. and and this is where we get to play
1: right oh my gosh I just love this Um, let's dig a little bit deeper into just the, the research that's behind the white ops I mean time control quantum access teleportation and all this stuff What do you think the biggest breakthrough for you was that helped you put the pieces together about how to kind of reverse all of this and put it in the right hands? I mean, like, what was that epiphany or anything particular that stands out that just really helped you to go full force forward with this?
2: When I first started researching virtual reality, I used to work for Sony Advanced Video Technology Center in Palo Alto, where we were experimenting with high-definition technology for filmmaking. Somewhere in there, my supervisor showed me a video of an individual working at NASA, had all this crap contraption thing in his face of these screens and all these wires, and he was wearing a glove, and it, it showed a little video of what he was looking at, which was like a 3D cube floating in space. And they told me, this is called virtual reality, this was back in 1990 when I saw this and I said to myself I don't know what that is but that's what I want to do so I left my job at Sony found a school of one of three in the, in the country that taught a little bit of virtual reality somewhere in there I studied uh, cognitive science and was looking that we really don't have a clue of how our mind has a concept or how we can look at light and suddenly recognize that it, that it's a flower or your mother I saw that there was an opportunity to play with our perception of reality by creating virtual realities. And that's where I learned that there are different ways to measure this matrix. How, does it, how is it implemented in our brain? How does it play with, with the rest of our body? And how many layers are there to this matrix? Once I got that better understanding, I saw the distinction between natural intelligence and artificial intelligence our sciences our math our physics those are artificial intelligences nature has no clue about those things all nature knows is love that's it mm. natural intelligence is the field of divine intention that surrounds our bodies that surrounds every object and every living thing and we can tap into that so i've even designed Antennas made out of quartz crystals that you can plug into your laptop through a USB and start querying, asking questions of natural intelligence, of your body, of a tree, and saying, how can I be a better human, a better gardener? How do I detoxify? When I started doing these experiments, I developed a prototype that I called Sonic Reiki, which is a healing technology incorporating Crystal energy, water energy, magnetic fields, thought intention, light, color, geometry, etc. And I have those on video in YouTube. After about 60, 70 sessions with my friends, people would bring me friends with cancer, uh, stress, all kinds of different kinds of damage to the body, depression, etc. I noticed that there is this frequency, this type of experience that we can create that engages healing. And I came up with a different definition of what healing is. As I moved forward in my career, I got involved in free energy research. How do we get power out of the vacuum, the zero point? And I tied the two together. Healing the body is the same as trying to come up with electricity and energy. And then the third component of the cosmic awareness. In my work in developing the Sonic Reiki prototype, in being able to create virtual environments, and then later getting into free energy research, I started noticing some common threads in the technology and the way people responded to it, and in the way the machinery and the equipment responded. For me, there is no difference between free energy, healing the body, and expanding your consciousness. It's the same work. And this is what I want to put in the hands of other researchers, the hints, from the healing world into creating more human free energy technology and how those two can help us advance our connection to the galaxy and our galactic families and of course activating all those capabilities inside our bodies doesn't that sound like an interesting proposition
1: it's incredible that's oh, where it's at <laughs>
0: beyond interesting but but Vosa tell us a little bit more about um, this sonic Reiki and the uses um you know of integrating the technology the way you are and and where it's gone since then because when did you first develop the sonic reiki
2: i developed sonic reiki about five years ago as a download from a connect, a, a deep meditation i did to contact the Agarthan families uh inner earth families uh it was also a kind of a, a meditative conversation with pleiadian relatives uh, i asked what can we do with off-the-shelf parts that I could walk into the store or be able to get to build a bridge to talk to our bodies so we can engage healing and transformation. And I sketched out the idea of playing, and this is similar to other researchers' work, which I later got to learn, like David Sarita, playing certain kinds of frequencies through your computer, going through an amplifier, going into a magnetic coil, that is attached to some type of crystal that touches your body because we need to bypass, this is kind of a workaround, a hack to get into our biomorphic <laughs> the morphogenic field, uh, the biomorphics of the, of the body. If we could create a clean way of communicating coherently to establish resonance, we turn the body into an instrument of frequency. And we think frequency is just a sound or light, but it actually has many more dimensions to it. It is a multidimensional quantum phenomenon that we're talking about. Sonic Reiki began as an experiment in art. It is an art installation for the light body. When I saw Reiki healers, when I see massage work or any other kind of body work, I see art, I see it as a performance, and I want to show the audience what it looks like. What does our field look like? What are the colors, the shapes, as hands are moving, as thought intention is is injected. And I want it to look like a moving painting of a body interacting with another body, and an immersive envelope of a Merkaba field that joins both of those in, in a healing performance. Doesn't that sound like fun?
0: Yeah, Yeah, it sounds amazing.
2: The light body wants to have fun. It wants to play, and it wants to hear music. It likes the music you like, but it happens to have access to a lot more than just a DVD or CD or the internet. It has the music of the spheres, the music of, of our creator, and that's what it dances to. Wow. And when I created Sonic Reiki, I wanted to be able to, Kind of entertain the brain, the mind, the ego for a little while. It's kind of like when you go to Disneyland or Universal Studios, your brain is jumping up and down and is excited. I wanted to keep that engaged while we opened the portal into the essential body. This is our higher functionality that engages DNA at the molecular level. And I've had the, the, the honor to interact with another researcher, William Brown, who's study in physics and science is showing that we do have a light body and it's built for astral travel and time control and matter replication and you know William right Laura yep Uh, so that also kind of reaffirmed that this is truly not breaking any laws of physics we're just understanding science and anatomy and genetics in a new way
1: wow very intense oh my goodness and then you know this This stuff about transmuting weaponized systems into peacetime instru- instruments for humanity, engines of mass creation. Can you talk to us about this?
2: Yes. I wanted to create new nomenclature or vocabulary for describing our connection to creativity and the process of creation. What would it be like to teach our young kids about becoming an engine of mass creation? instead of becoming a weapon of mass destruction once again this is flipping the poles on our traditional matrix engines of mass creation are what is produced when you start connecting with the ability to interact with nature to interact with your body to put something into play in physicality that can only create life it can only inspire transformation and ascension imagine creating tools to generate electricity, tools to help us understand healing, and also mechanisms for bringing our consciousness to a new level that cannot be weaponized. If you exploded a bomb that was built on engines of mass creation principles, all it would do is just make people happier. Trees would grow better. We'd probably have better sex. That's all this fifth and sixth and beyond dimensional energy can do. So even if it was taken into a secret lab, an engine of masqueration can only put out love.
1: Mm.
2: This is the way we should build technology that is intimate with us, not separate than us. We shouldn't have these gadgets holding in our hand that have nothing to do with our humanity. We shouldn't be driving these plastic metal boxes that have nothing to do with our humanity. Uh, and I know we're all in line with this, right?
1: Yeah. I'm like cheering in my seat, just like goosebumps, Mm -hmm. like, yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, I
2: say that when we go through to school to become doctors and engineers and scientists, we should be taught instead of just ethics, we should be taught aesthetics. What is makes something beautiful to the soul and to the mind and to the heart? Uh, I don't I'm not in agreement of creating black boxes that build electricity so you can power your toaster and your microwave and your television I want to seed consciousness with a bridge because inherently I know that our bodies can do everything we don't need any gadgets or electronics but we need a bridge of continuity to to help people step into it right
1: yes wow
0: oh this is good really really good stuff So here's Here's what I'm interested in, and I, I saw a photo I think yesterday on your um, on your uh, Facebook page, and you were uh, doing a presentation I think at at Head Start. Um, so this is the perfect opportunity to ask you to share with us what you're doing with um, the accelerated learning protocols and and the DNA activation and the whole body immersion technologies and. And how all of this, how you're integrating all this together and, and and really give us the picture of that.
2: Knowing that we have a divine field of intelligence, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Professor Dan Winter, there's so many geniuses that are tapping into that understanding. That part of us is another aspect of our soul that surrounds our physical body. It is An expression of our soul we think that our 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 soul is something we're going to find inside this body it's going to look like some kind of vapor or some kind of energy field I don't know we don't recognize that the soul is this planet the soul is our is contained I mean our our soul contains our bodies our our, it is an experience and is such an abstract concept that is difficult to express with the work that I'm doing with playing with frequencies, we can retune the way our brain interacts with our heart and the way those two tools are portals to a much bigger portion of who we are. So when engaging children, children are are naturally connected to this innocence, to this ability to create. Children are engines of mass creation naturally, automatically, but we, we beat it out of them we corrupt them out of them, we make them suffer through it, so they can no longer even have the desire of being creative or wanting to transform our planet. When working with children and creating programs like the Light Comet Star Kids Camp, that was a prototype that I co-created with uh, two other collaborators, how about in an art platform with painting and drawing And public speaking and performance and music we create a bridge for children to know their creative capacities their ability to transform matter and reality children can naturally connect with earth and the Sun and the dolphins and so forth and have a very clear channel of love to make that happen when kids that we've interacted with see the potential of meditation and centering and being able to have an intention that they can express, and when they see that their intentions actually have a change in the world, their eyes light up. They get excited, and they, figure, they wonder why adults, why don't we get it, right? We're so damn lost. But uh, <laughs> that's been my experience with, with children. They are, to me, the, the platform of increasing bandwidth, with with what we are when we talk about indigo children or crystal children or platinum children or rainbow children Those are the different frequencies of vibration of consciousness And these kids come already connected. They're ahead of us by several orders of magnitude So I say learn from them and give them the stage where they can where they can inspire us
1: mm, absolutely so this is something that obviously is going to be put out there you know as a worldwide thing what what sort of challenges do you feel you'll be up against I mean or what have you faced already and I know that there's obvious you know the power structures of course but what are you finding in in your path of of presenting this to the public is it going smoothly or do you feel that there's a lot of obstacles and hindrances
2: well you know Laura that as as people who are beginning that awakening process At a personal level we have our own demons to fight we have our own wounds to heal and we have our own ego and mind to negotiate with Uh, one of the biggest downfalls of those of us doing this kind of work is our insecurity and our our self-criticism and our self-doubt and that's exactly the entry points to the darkness to the Mm. to the barriers they're going to play and penetrate directly to your source because of that self doubt, because of questioning ourselves. So, the, the first barrier that I encounter is myself. I am my biggest block of anybody. I'm my biggest critic I, and my biggest uh, hindrance when it comes to really becoming a supernova of creativity. The, the other aspect is that there is a collective reality where we've made agreements to do things at a certain pace. And there are portions of that reality this matrix that want to do things really slow, you know, mm-hmm. some things may take years, some may take decades, and there's even some timelines in millions of years. So part of that backlash, the the wall that I come up against is I ask myself, why can't light work at the speed of darkness? How come darkness here on earth has dominion? So a dark cabal group, or a, a type of mafia can overturn governments from one day to the next. You know, and this is my ego fear speaking. How come we can't, as light workers, completely transform an entire continent overnight? What is it that's keeping us from that? But then I, I reconnect with my higher self, with my broader version of who I am, and I see that there is mercy in in, in going a little bit slower there is benevolence in making sure that more souls are included in the transformation so it's a kind of trans uh, consideration and invitation of a free will which the darkness doesn't even take into account and it helps me understand that things are happening we are we are crossing the wavefront coming from the future that proves to me this already happened i smell it i feel it the awakening, the free energy, the healing, it is so real for me because I'm swimming through those waves every single day. And children are one of those proofs of for me from the future that's telling me, Fernando, this already happened. Vosa, relax, enjoy life because you're already living the
1: awakening. Mhm.
0: What a nice, what a nice energetic uh I often, done in my journey, have found myself saying, "It's already happened. I'm just catching up to it." Uh, so, but I, 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 I get that. And then, you know, I, I, we have clients come in that are as, you know, um, controlled by by the the fear porn, if you will. What what's the what's the best way to assist people? Into this space of knowing that everything is unfolding in divine perfection. And as a second part to that question, if everything is unfolding in divine perfection, do we need to fight the Monsantos and the, um, the, the, the chemtrail activity and, and all of this? Or, or how does this all work? How does the, the personal energetics of this work, Vosa? <laughs>
2: and as I give you my beautiful, eloquent answer, please keep in mind that I have my bad days. I say F U you to the world regularly and I, <laughs> I throw up my hands in angst and say to hell with it. I'm just going to go, you know, enjoy my time by the beach and I hope it collapses. I hope those solar flares come and I have my days too, you know. <laughs> and then the next day, uh, I'm, I'm still here.
1: <laughs>
2: Rough, roughly around 2011. I made a personal request, a very heartfelt request to my source and said, I don't want to be part of this. I want off this planet. I want away from this reality. I've done what I can. Um, And then the next morning I still woke up and I was still here. As far as I know, (laughs) the world did change. I did get off the, I did get off that timeline or, or that construct. What really works for me in in that connection, as Bashar always says and, and other leaders, follow your passion. What actually makes you happy this very moment? And this very moment, this conversation is, is making me so happy that I know it's right. I get chills throughout my whole body. My, my field of body intelligence is telling me you're on the perfect track at this particular time. The other thing that that helps me is to know that small little tiny things are the most powerful things. So I don't have to overturn the Federal Reserve and the IRS. There is no fight against Monsanto. What there is, is me planting uh, something organic right outside of my balcony, because I don't even have a garden right now, uh, and, and grow one plant. That one plant is a crystal resonant field of change. If I have an interaction with an individual who is stressing and suffering, give that one individual one small piece of your love. That gets multiplied by infinite amount of times through the entire field of consciousness. And it it is like a reactivation of the crystal grid around our, our atmosphere. Every little tiny small action in your everyday life are the, the revolutions. We are walking transformations. Anybody who stands next to me and Laura, we've had this, this interaction of energy, they can't help but to be inspired. They can't help but to think of cool things. When you talk to me, that's all you're going to get. Uh, we are the walking engines of mass creation and there is nothing I can do now to be away from this shift. If I fall asleep the next morning and wake up at one in the afternoon, great. I had an entire dream journey through all of that. If I wasn't able to make money one day and my bills are due, great. That is another opportunity to engage more people. Because I learned that if I had the billions of dollars right now and I just started paying for everything, that would exclude the opportunity of interaction with other people to be able to inspire others to make change and have the experience and the rewards that I've had. With my suffering so I don't want to deny that and and even Gandhi said I don't want to deny my kids their poverty <laughs> they get they get a chance to go through their adventure
1: hmm right totally so I mean here we are though we've got radiation spilling into our oceans it's not really being addressed you know we've got these wars in Syria and just all this other stuff going on and it seems like you know people don't really want to talk about it um, and I mean, what do you think we should do? Because not enough attention is being brought to it. And it's different than Monsanto in the sense that something is coming into our oceans and it's coming in tons and tons of gallons every day. Um, how do you think we should address something like this? And where do you see the planetary body going as far as us still being able to shift into higher earth energies?
2: <laughs> when I contemplate what's going on in Syria at this moment and in Fukushima and and in just the daily battles and wanting to release free energy. As you know, I am a co-organizer of the Global Breakthrough Energy Movement, and that's one of the first websites that I recommend to people go check out, globalbem.com. If I have a placeholder where, like a receptacle in my life, where when money starts flowing for projects of the light, it could go. When peace starts getting unfolding at a greater level on this planet, when when there's ever a question. Where is the light going to go? I create that space in my own life. So I, when I look at the news and I open up MSNBC or CNN or anything, I, I pretty much put the filter on myself. I am using all of the black project, black ops tools uh, in place for the black people, for not the colored black people, but the dark energy. Um, I, I know how to manipulate the, the human body. I am a media producer. I know how to use media to inspire minds instead of corrupt them. I am also a, a specialist in homeopathic therapy and energetic therapy. So I put all of my skill set as a renaissance soul to work in place of the darkness so for every little thing that i see going my direction that is fear porn that is bad news that is war related i have an antidote an antiparticle ready i've been structuring these for decades so i have a tool set that's infinite you know something that i share is that i am a trillionaire in consciousness i can write checks of love that have Mm infinite infinite funds the bank that i pull from loves to call me and say fernando it's like a casino that loves a whale player that's what i am abundant in so Mm -hmm. as soon as i start getting pissed off about the decisions that our governor is making or the decisions that these leaders are making i go to my bank account and just pull out reams and reams of, of value from my consciousness The one bank account that I was given that has no bottom to it is my creativity. Everything can be solved with creativity and innovation that we're we're experiencing right now. I'll bring up a couple of more resources. Uh, I'm involved with the Cobra Group and their website is prepareforchange.net. That's another placeholder that I've helped create so we can direct energy to fill uh, these buckets of technology and healing and sustainability. What is your personal plan, Laura, when you think about peace? Dr. Dream, when, when the world starts shifting, what are you going to do? I ask people to focus on what their part is as soon as you don't have to work so much. Most people think that they're going to be bored to death if they don't have to go to the job every day. I say, that's nonsense. I've gone as much as a year without working, and I never was bored once. All I did was well, I was happy, you know? Uh, when I quit my job at Microsoft, against all logic, cashed in what little stock options I had, I traveled the world for a year. I went to live in Hawaii. Um, I never once missed a meeting uh, or a, a, a piece of business that I said I should have been there. I don't have FOMA, a fear of missing out with the corporate world or government or anything else that, that involves dark energy.
0: Okay, so so – so let let's 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 move through this a little bit more you've got someone sitting in x y z city in the u s right now uh listening to this broadcast working at a job that um is not feeding their soul now I could frame that in a lot of different ways, but I think that's that's the best way to frame it okay it's not really giving them anything except um you know just the money so they can pay for what they're not able to enjoy what what do you tell someone like that i mean it's one thing to to you know uh, i mean work hard make a lot of money not get stuck in the rut get out and have your freedom but what about the people that just can't see their way to freedom because they're so stuck in the the trap
2: the first thing i say is for those who are going through the darkest of suffering and, and there are individuals who have reduced their life down to suicide because their broken mind can only see uh, ending their problem through death, or trying to face their problem, and they can't because they're too afraid of it. I say congratulations, you've just reached the first step in awakening, which is the I don't know what the hell I'm going to do step. At least <laughs> when you're there, when you're in despair and anguish, you are completely putting you're ready to set aside fearlessly, maybe in a, even out of desperation, your egos and your fears and concerns. I, I have not paid taxes in 20 years. I, have not, I am not paying my student loans. I am not afraid of the consequences that are coming from that. I released those kinds of things a while ago. And I tell you, to this day, they haven't been a problem. People think that you would disintegrate if you stopped watching television or they're afraid <laughs> that if you quit your job, and have no source of income, you're gonna die. And I'm telling you, that's your freedom. You just bought yourself a place outside of the matrix as soon as you do that. There has been no time in my life where I haven't had angels come in. I'm surrounded by beautiful protection and and has given me faith to take more chances. That also is something that I share with people at your worst moments. You are a divine child of our Creator, our Celestial God-Goddess energy. There is no time ever you are not seen as a perfect son or daughter of our Creator. Look at yourself in your worst moments. If you're in prison, you've just been gang raped, your family's been kicked out of their home, whatever the worst you think it is, and recognize your divinity and say, wow, I am a perfect part of this puzzle. I am without me, without my so-called insignificance, this entire global set of events could not happen. I help people connect with that knowledge and they they cry with a with a recognition that all possibilities are in front of them suddenly. Suicide and that whole thing went away because suddenly they're so busy with a thousand different projects vosa style. <laughs>
1: Haha, it's not easy <laughs> Yeah, well speaking of Voss's style. Can you tell us about the hypercube resonator?
2: Yes, it's some time ago. I studied looking at various black project technologies like the Montauk chair and looked at ways of reverse engineering, but I call it more like light forward engineering into tools for ascension what does the technology for us to raise our vibration look like? If indeed one of the components are sacred geometry, but a, a much more expanded version of this geometry, kind of like what we see in the Flower of Life, Drumbolo Melchizedek's teachings, I looked into what would it be like to create a king's chamber from the Great Pyramid that was transportable? And what, what kind of geometry would it have and what kind of functionality? so that's on the one side now let's get back to the real side I love electronic music and I used to frequent nightclubs and dance clubs from different parts of the world I love the spiritual interaction with frequency and music and I was hired by a client to design an attraction for their VIP room and I came up with an idea where you would go into this cube made out of this translucent material and instead of ordering a drink You know, like we order a shot of alcohol, sex on the beach or whatever, you would order an experience like you want to go out of body or travel through the universe or maybe have an interaction with extraterrestrials. I wanted to create that, and I did. I built a prototype that I called the Hypercube Resonator. It is a chamber, a cube-shaped room inside another cube-shaped room, and the design isolates the, the participants, the people inside, the occupants, it fits about six to eight people. And then you are immersed in a virtual reality resonant field of frequencies. And you don't even have to know anything about this. It just looks like a cool virtual reality cave, uh, or some kind of simulator. And when you order your experience, let's say you want to go into the vampire empire experience or whatever, you are given this translucent syringe where you can squirt a liquid uh, hollow fractal elixir that I created the formulas for that start working inside your body and and initiate a sequence of reprogramming of your consciousness for about five minutes. So I investigated all of the herbal, the sound, light, water restructuring frequencies, etc., and The video on all the walls inside this hypercube are three or four times the resolution of high-definition film, and you are looking through the wall into a portal of another dimension. Through the resonance, the room itself is vibrating at different frequencies. So there's crystal, magnetics, water, light, sound, and geometry working on your body. I took a small handheld version of this technology And I made the Sonic Reiki out of it. So the Hypercube is still feeding me with ideas. So can you imagine my client when I said, I want to build a Hypercube for your nightclub? It was way too much. (laughs) (laughs) I built the prototype in my studio in San Diego. I had a few friends come and check it out. And at that time, I realized that I had just invented a machine that could sell alcohol to kids or it can help us learn how to astral travel, teleport, do telekinesis and a whole variety of other things. (laughs) <laughs> so which direction do you think I went, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Good one. Uh, the Hypercube Resonator became an example, a living example of Ascension technology that we can build from off-the-shelf parts. Mm.
1: Wow.
0: It's amazing. This is really, really amazing. Step. I have to ask something, <laughs> um, and it's kind of out of my own experience and what's triggered, um, released, opened up a lot of creativity, knocked down a lot of my filters, is um, having to do with uh, my experience over the years with the plant teachers and medicines. Any of that in your past? I mean, what you're describing sounds so psychedelically incredible to me. Um, I'm just wondering if you've got some inspiration from any place I got inspiration in the past. (laughs)
2: Well, you know, uh, I, I tunneled through my Akash to identify a parallel life or past life I already want to see it, experiences where I did have connection, a deeper connection with nature, even to where I would have been an elemental being or a being from the plant kingdom. What I found in that in that exploration is that plants and trees and nature have they are an expression of the akash in frequency and in in, in energy when we eat plants they release certain homeopathic signatures into our bodies that interact with the light structures of our dna and activate healing sequences or sequences to transform our bodies into stronger more able humans i wanted to know what those messages were what does it look like so i created an an art installation that I call Karma Foodra, and I did this for a client. And by the way, Laura, my white ops are through my projects. My, my work and my projects have embedded in them the geometry and the knowledge and the, all of this, and some clients understand it, some don't. So on, on my Facebook collection of art, I have this beautiful mandala made out of food, a uh, photography, and it was designed to be printed on glass, like a big six foot square glass, And when you touch the mandala, it's translucent, the the glass resonates at a frequency of the plant or fruit or vegetable that you're touching. It goes through your fingertip, through your arm, into your heart, up your neck, into the tip of your tongue so you can taste the flower or the fruit or the vegetable that you're touching as if you were eating pineapple or fresh green peppers. And if you slide your hands around this pane of glass with the with the mandala on it, you give yourself a frequency salad and it can lead to an activation of more of your DNA strands and your innate capabilities because you're eating a frequency salad that is designed to activate mental telepathy or self healing. Now, how interesting is it to create healing art? One thing is to create a painting. Another thing is to create the interaction and the portal for for the energy interaction this is what nature gave me nature told me we don't have to eat to nurture our bodies what do you think of that
1: it's incredible (laughs) and i've seen your art and it's it blew me away just the vibration oh my gosh i'm so glad you're you're talking about this now there's a
2: group of of i don't know how many of us there are and It could be tens of thousands. It could be a million. I don't know. I thought I was the only one of my kind on this entire planet. Uh, Up until my adult life, I really did believe I was not at all related to anybody here. And I'm sure most of us have had that realization, right? Yeah. Well, this tribe of of technology creators, um, as Renaissance souls, are all uniting now. We've all telepathically had, join forces and join power, and there is no stopping. You put a VOSA at DARPA, you put a Vosa at in the White House or a Volsa in a corporation, we're going to manifest consumer products that project your third eye intention into the sky. We're going to create technology that is built into our bodies so we don't have to have any electronics. Forget the flipping iPad or the flipping iPhone. Apple is so frickin' behind a you know, that's my ego speaking. Put those of us who have this built into us. There are children who know how to build inverse gravity. There are there are researchers that I am interacting with today, this very moment, that if we surrounded them with the resources, would create technology that would make black Projects look like a freaking child's play, like a string in a can. That's how far ahead we are. (laughs) Totally. Anyway, thank you for letting me get that rant out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, with all that you have to offer, I mean, it's just so incredible. And, I I mean, we could just keep digging into it. There's just no end. And this is what I love because you were saying this about creativity and just the bank account. And um, I'm just, you know, fascinated by the 12 labs that you're working on setting up um you know for uh the The center of mass
2: creation yeah Yeah.
1: and 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 i know you know there's just a lot to that maybe you know what what stands out as being something you know that that would be important to share right now about that Uh,
2: a, a few years ago i decided to invent the laboratory the organization that i wanted to work for and be part of because it didn't exist And the manifestation came out as the center of mass creation. This is a laboratory made up of 12 different components, taking the best of consciousness technology, the light, the color, the magnetics, the sound, the water, the crystals, and surrounding it with the fastest way we can take a thought and manifest it into matter right in our hands. This would be a facility that generates engines of mass creation. Uh, corporations have their own research labs and so does the government why don't lightworkers have organizations that are ten times or more powerful than what the black projects have right the center of mass creation is a teaching facility where we would invite other freaks like Fernando into doing our best completely unrestricted imagine we turn science into installation art that has no limits or no rules That's what the center of mass creation does. It is 12 frequencies interacting in 144 different vibrations of combinations of tools that we can build. So you can combine crystal energy with water technology or sound resonance with magnetic fields and come up with tools to engage our our body's natural capabilities. That's the center of mass creation, and it's still in the works. I envision having a CMC facility in every major continent on the planet within the next decade. Amazing. (laughs) We need a play space, right? We need a a studio for conscious technology.
1: It doesn't exist
2: right now at this scale.
1: Right. And I
2: say I really don't care about the sequestered patents. The black project leaders and bumbling idiots that are running that right now can keep it. That's what I'm saying. My ego has also exploded into a supernova, and I'm not going to wait for permission to do this. I don't need to be told how much uh, interesting human inheritance of technology is being sequestered. I am part of a group of individuals that have decided that we're going to do this regardless.
1: Ah, so incredible. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. I, I wanted to point out that Uh, We are having this conference in October 10 through 12 in Boulder, Colorado. This is the global breakthrough energy movement. So I invite everybody who's listening to this show to go to the website, take a look at this conference, either buy a ticket or donate a ticket to back so we can gift it to somebody that wants to be there or become a sponsor or share the link. Because this is one of the portals. We've brought together the Tesla Science Foundation, the new energy movement, the free energy movement, several laboratories, including Nassim's Resonance Project, people from Rodin's research groups, and many other independent speakers are going to be there. And art is a big component of it. So our speakers are a mix of young innovators as well as the the old guard that has kept the faith you know the giants that we're building our our foundations on
0: mm. uh,
2: I also invite individuals to become part of a free energy movement in their own place however you can find an uh, some inventor some creative find another Volsa and support them however you can hmm yes. adopt adopt a, a researcher
1: <laughs>
0: yes so th- Vosa, um, so let's 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 talk a little bit more about the integration of of everything, of of how the mind works and creativity and the outlet of art. I know you, you spoke earlier about research into cognitive science, and, and um, it, it's just such an important piece for you. Give us the connection points on, on how important it is to be creative and to expand ourselves through art and maybe share some of your experiences.
2: Intelligence is kind of like that search for free energy. As you know, that there's been a great deal of investment in trying to come up with artificial intelligence, computers that have voice recognition, vision capabilities, reasoning, consciousness at some point, self-awareness and emotions, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is that we cannot generate intelligence from brute force methods. We think that we can explode energy and bombs and so forth to come up with a huge result and actually be of service to humanity. It's the same with cognitive science. Cognitive science is a a misdirection in understanding natural intelligence. We can tap into the vacuum, the zero-point vacuum of intelligence, and be able to get back over unity Consciousness. We don't know how to talk like that at MIT or Caltech because we're so busy trying to build knowledge bases and neural networks and just piling on hardware in rooms, thinking that someday that's going to awaken and say, hello, I'm a sentient being. We can have that for free. It's already available to us everywhere. The artificial intelligence approach of transhumanist agenda is the dark matrix taking us in the wrong direction it is kind of like in the Bible in the tree of knowledge of good and evil artificial intelligence is that tree of knowledge I'm saying it's time we eat from the tree of immortality the tree of life that gives us to us built into our own bodies everything we need to travel the stars to to go across time cognitive science also feels that we can just create these Artificial models of how the brain works without taking into consideration the soul, the spirit, the consciousness that is so intangible for science. So when we talk about empirical evidence that we can measure, I'm saying that we need new instruments. Start engaging the human body as the as the oscilloscope to consciousness. Through this body, you'll be able to see Merkaba fields. You'll be able to see the light strands that make galaxies interact with each other and bodies talk to each other. It's the same kind of approach that we need to know. How does light work in our DNA? What is the communication method between the multiple dimensions of the omniverse and this dimension? We're never going to get to it with our current science and physics because to me, they're dead sciences and physics. I respect the rigor. I respect the giants that went into it, but we are in a new time. We need a new way of understanding reality. Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like here, standing up and cheering again. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts about disclosure? I mean, if if it were up to you, and you could just get that microphone and and have all the masses, you know, focused in on what you have to say about extraterrestrial life, maybe including also the not so positive agendas. How would you disclose it? And what do you see as the biggest pitfalls about what's happening? as far as what's being shared in the truth movement, you know, maybe with disclosure that we've heard so far.
2: I recommend to back off from forcing the government to disclose and forcing all of these corporations to come forward with their technology. It's like trying to push the bully to admit he's a bully and to fess up that he's been doing wrong. Bullies only do know how to do one thing and that is to beat the crap out of you. So back off. I would say put our efforts into creating our own technology or or creating our own disclosure. There's an another, more higher consciousness way of seeing this. I have asked, I've been asked many times, Fernando, how do you know that this is happening? How do you know that we have contact with ETs or how do you know we have inverse gravity? I say, because I am a living walking proof example of that knowledge. I can't separate myself from that understanding. If we each became the disclosure, we are the, the the living proof of every single aspect that we're pushing for. And I interact with the exopolitics movement, people like Dr. Alfred Weber, uh, Richard Dolan, and so forth, that are taking a different approach. Instead of trying to force the issue and and force the hand of the dark powers, I think right now disclosure is free energy disclosure is healing and bringing those two together and out of that merging we will get cosmic awareness which will reveal to us the truth about humanity the true history uh, of our genetic heritage Mm. we won't see it in the movies right now we're not going to see it in documents that the the government releases with all those black censorship marks (laughs) i'm saying I gave that an opportunity. I already invited those powers that be. I've sat in meetings at places where I've worked and completely was the laughing stock. And, and it is so disheartening to be the only individual in an entire frickin' corporation of 20, 30,000 employees be the only one with that message. So I walked away. And that's what I recommend people to do. Build your sustainable home. Become an example of a free energy human with your thoughts. Hold your energy very close to you. Don't give it up through anger and forcing the disclosure. I am the freaking disclosure. You are the freaking disclosure. I'm not waiting for it. And <laughs> that's when I started seeing a lot more ships. That's when I started capturing more orbs in my, in my film. That's when the many brains and gifted angels that are here to build this the solution. They came to me when I, dis- I backed off. Isn't that mm. interesting?
1: Yes, it's beautiful. Nice. So I
2: have had many beings from different star systems in the flesh stand right in front of me and some of them are not easy to look at. There are mantis beings that are kind of scary. I've stood in front of reptilian beings and let me tell you your body is this, is obviously full of fear. Of that but your soul your heart is accepting Uh, most people will will crap their pants if they saw a ship (laughs) land in their in their yard much less have a a stand in front of them that doesn't look like them it takes a, a much higher vibrational consciousness and awareness if we can't even accept people of a different color if we can't even handle life forms in the ocean and accept them as our brothers and sisters, how the hell do we expect to have an open interaction with our galactic family? They are not gonna put a show on for us. This isn't a parlor trick that we need to do it. Uh, We don't have to prove anything. So the first thing I recommend for those who are just pushing for disclosure or wanting to have a personal interaction with their galactic family is to back off, approach Mm -hmm. it from inside, your galactic connection is inside yes yes gosh I
1: all your answers i'm just like yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know we had this beautiful you know when I, we went at the contact in the desert conference so many friends asked well did you see a ship did you see an alien yes we were surrounded by them we were surrounded by them in bodies that were speaking at each of the conferences and the workshops we, I had, you saw the pictures of the orbs that I took flying around James Gilliland? There were millions and millions of beings present at the Contact in the Desert conference. You felt it, right, Laura? Mm-hmm, definitely. So how do we open that doorway for others? Well, first I say heal thyself, heal your fear, heal your need to see proof, and it will suddenly reveal itself.
0: Yes. I love that you know the the contact in the desert was quite the quite the conference. I know earlier in the uh, the broadcast uh, you called it one of the portals uh, that we 've opened there's also been some uh, just timely in the last few days some controversy um, around some of the bigger speakers at at the conference um, without putting you on the spot. Um, <laughs> any more than i'm already doing <laughs> um any um any care to weigh in on any of that i mean i i, I can course. bring the listeners up to date a little bit um there have been reports uh, william henry uh did a post about um uh stephen greer's uh, black ops bodyguards who were also the bodyguards for david wilcock to um lock the doors of a particular venue and, and lock people in there and not allow anyone in and some different things like that. We had people coming up to us saying, can you believe Stephen Greer is saying that there's no negative ET agenda? I mean, so as much as it was an incredible portal, there was some some controversy as as there, I guess, would need to be expected at something like this. But but go ahead and, and take us to your perspective on it.
2: I am an ambassador and a diplomat, so I have to learn how to play in different perspectives and with individuals that are highly, highly controversial. There are some people who couldn't stand what I do and I understand it. Uh, I have my own personal uh, biases and my ego and fear based observations. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I think of Stephen Greer or any of our other speakers, because they are part of a much more interesting play, a, a much more interesting theater of disclosure. What if we recognized with some level of compassion that individuals are also surrounded by ego and fear and needs and so forth? One of the exercises that I did a while back was to ask myself, what would it take to corrupt me? If I was hired by a black organization to corrupt Bolsa, how would I do it? What would be my ingenious, sophisticated, elegant plan to seduce myself into action for the darkness? and I started dissecting that piece by piece, Then I did come up with different things that would really, really sway me, believe me, you know, and some of it is money, some of it is is power, some of it is technology and all the things that obviously are being used. What would I have to counter that? Uh, If my family was threatened, if my future life incarnations were at peril, if the vibration, that I put out was corrupted, so everybody else would see me as somebody of the darkness, whatever that is, right? When examining myself and what it would take to corrupt me, I started seeing those traces in other people. It's kind of like I could smell it on them, oh, they're using tactic number 27 on you, I can see it. (laughs) But it is not my place to intervene with that process. So if I detect this in, in any of the speakers that we knew, contacted the desert or any of the and yeah there were there were several things uh, I'm not necessarily ex- excuse me excited about some of the things that David Wilcox said but David Wilcock was one of the people that excited me from early on he helped me awaken I'm not happy with the way Dr. Stephen Greer is handling certain things but Stephen Greer's presentation at ExoPolitics 2009 helped me awaken so his role in my life Is a positive role no matter what he's involved in Uh, I still continue to support everybody in this movement because we are the people in the trenches and if we play dirty you know people get all bent out of shape you can believe me Laura and dr. dream that I'm going to play clean and dirty in everything that I do until we get free energy we have healing technology I'm gonna keep pushing those energies forward And I'm going to use the same rules that are being used against some of the dark powers. That's my ego speaking. That's my fear speaking. But it's there. It doesn't go away. We're still human, right?
1: Yeah, and the beauty is you're not in denial and you're just very clear about it, which I think helps to integrate all aspects of ourselves. You know, to not shove anything down or try and put a mask or a facade on. You just say it like it is, and it's it's great,
2: really. And everybody has... Their own universal experience. I'm interacting in your universe and your plane and mine. So there are aspects of my reality that are not part of yours. So any information that I have or knowledge may not be part of your arsenal. And we have to join forces. The puzzle is so incredibly infinite.
1: Yes. Mm. Wow. Excellent. I, I want to ask a little bit more about just your art um, and how you came up with the concepts and just how it just ends up coming to life and being so interactive. I know you touched upon it a little bit, but is there anything more you could share just because it just, it's so fascinating and I, I just haven't really seen anything quite like it.
2: Yes. One of the things I learned about virtual reality research is that it's much more powerful to stage the portal to a place instead of trying to create a thing. When you, and I'll give you a little example from cognitive science. We have two forms of seeing. We have two visual capabilities our peripheral vision and our foveal vision in the center of our eyes. The periphery tells you if, if the lion is jumping out of the bush and which direction it's coming from. But your foveal vision tells you what it is it's a tiger or a lion or whatever. I use all of the bag of tricks that I've learned in creating alternate realities. In my artwork they are artifacts it's like i reached through a portal a stargate with my arm and pulled out an artifact it is a little token of that place that i visited with my consciousness so my sculpture my painting the technology that i create the presentations that i give are only the enablers for the experience Having an experience of a Vossa artwork is the transformation, it's a portal. You can't describe it, you can't write about it, you have to experience it. So my paintings or my designs are a window into another world. I want your senses and your consciousness to feel that it's actually looking into another reality. And that's a whole different way of approaching art while you're going through the experience while you're exploring all these different tools and creations that i have and concepts you're getting the benefit of healing potentials you're getting the intention of healing that i put into my artwork the i dream about it i talk to myself about it when i'm walking outside on the beach and eventually i actually create a design that i do on the computer or I assemble. But my artwork is the people that are involved in the project. That grouping, those interactions, how I'm able to inspire others and they're able to inspire me, that's the artwork. It's not it, the, the, the artifacts are just the resulting elements of the experience. So mm-hmm. Laura, my work are portals and you can't do anything but to step into a world when you look at one of my creations, you go, Sheez, this comes from a whole different intelligence. This comes from a whole different level of understanding. And Laura, this isn't me doing it. It is source, spirit, God, goddess, however you want to see it working through me. My job is to stand out of the way, to become a clear vessel, a coherent laser of creativity. And, and, and that's what I, I share with people. Just stand out of the way and let that creation come through you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't take credit for it, and I know it could go away in one moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right. And I'm channeling right now while we're talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: very few ums in what I say. It's it's just like when you talk, Laura, 20 miles a minute. You know, that's pure consciousness flowing through our physical bodies. Mm. Awesome.
0: So. Tell us, Vosa, what is coming up for you? What What are you going to be rolling out? Can you give us a preview of anything? And um, what, <laughs> what exciting things are we going to to see coming from your direction?
2: Which of the twenty seven projects do I pull from? Okay,
0: <laughs> I want to hear about all.
2: <laughs> the first two I already mentioned: the Global dot com, which is our conference in Colorado which I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be demonstrating sonic Reiki technology, and we're going to have some history-making because I've invited Professor John Searle of Searle Magnetics, Searle Technology, and I want to give him a sonic Reiki healing session with a new magnetic technology that was inspired by the Searle Effect Generator. How's that for fun?
0: That's amazing. Uh,
2: I also am part of prepareforchange.net. This is the COBRA group that is in igniting the global shift in the banking system, in allocation of resources, and how to become sustainable. Uh, this is an individual who is interacting with the Andromeda Council and other off-world intelligences, so there's a lot of interesting things going on there. Back home, I live in Baja, California, in uh, near Rosarito, Mexico, and I'm building an echo lab called Vosa Nation asking a whole different set of questions on sustainability what would it be like to become spiritually mentally as well as physically sustainable the design is of these kinds of houses that are built out of earth but they also are ships to transport you and your family from one age of humanity into another age of humanity so i'm considering all of the different changes to your body, your consciousness, your mind that you would go through while you're in your home. <laughs> so if there is no electronics. Everything runs on light, color, sound and vibration. You can plug in into outlets, into the wall, appliances such as furniture or things in your kitchen or your bathroom that run on light and color and sound. Your home is tuned to certain frequencies. So your home becomes the activator of your mental telepathy astral travel etc capabilities in your children so i'm building a prototype uh i was trying to do it before the end of the year but it's getting hard so early next year i've identified a piece of virgin land overlooking the ocean up high on a hill and i've been studying how nature is talking to me of how to build on that piece of land and I've also been part of an archaeological dig in Baja, California, where we have found a series of stone artifacts that look like giant birds, uh, roughly, and I don't know the exact number, maybe 10 to 12,000 years old. So I'm working to raise money, and I'm inviting Michael Talender and other archaeologists to Baja, California, because Baja, California is part of Lemuria, an ancient coastline here was connected to the island system that centered around Hawaii. I've lived on the perimeter of Lemuria my entire life. Hawaii, Alaska, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, up and down the west coast of the U.S. Uh, So I miss my home. You know, I know where I'm from. (laughs) Those are are my top projects right now. Archaeology, free energy, healing technology, and sustainability. Mm. I will launch the VosaNation.com site uh, when I get back from Colorado in November.
1: Excellent. So, Vosa, what what message would you like to leave us with, if you could just share anything at all, or anything that we might not have touched upon that you would love to express?
2: Taking a deep breath here. (laughs) I want to collectively create a field of intention at this very moment with everyone who is listening or will listen to this message, we are stepping into a planet of peace. And let us filter out that noise of war and control and disraveling of our financial system. Let it happen. Allow it freely. Invite freedom inside your consciousness. So that everything that you touch from this moment forward, you are the mightest touch of the golden age. Everything that you write down, everything that you communicate or feel as soon as you step into a room with other people is about the acceptance of a world in peace and in harmony. That's my final message. Just become the transformation
1: beautiful beautiful
2: so
0: very empowering and 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 powerful words and and just so feeling that come right from your heart
2: you know I've I've, just like many of you I've staged all kinds of great ceremonies in my everyday life I take crystals and I put them up to my forehead and put an intention of love and toss them into the ocean that I live right in front of. I went to the border of Mexico and Tijuana right there in the U S and put a crystal in the sand under the wall so that that entire border comes down. I structure water, put it out in the sunlight and give it to my friends and say, here, this will heal you. I practice these things that I share every single day, one way or another. I'm rejuvenating my own body so I can peel off maybe two or three decades of aging. I am putting into my food and in my projects and every conference that I give that piece of awareness that we are. We have already arrived. So that's what I'm inviting people to do. Just imagine it and even fake it if you have to. (laughs) Yeah. You can bet the dark cabals have their own ceremonies and their own practices, so it's time that those of us who are awakening to, to use them in our everyday life with full intention. I sign my name with the frequency of love and healing. The piece of paper that I wrote on is an instrument of peace and healing. Uh, everything I 'm a chef. The food that I cook for my friends comes fully charged with aphrodisiac orgasmic energy of sensual healing. (laughs) Practice it and become it. That's what I'm saying. Well,
0: Vosa, I have to thank you and express tremendous gratitude to you for shining your Renaissance soul light bright for all of us. It's a fine example and a really powerful inspiration. Um, And thank you for, for doing it and playing your role. And thank you for
2: being on Awaken the Dream Radio.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant.
2: Thank you both. You are both a great inspiration to me. Laura, you have affected me in ways you don't even understand.
1: Thank Aww. you both. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Vosa. Have a good evening, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.
2: We move forward. Okay. So I- it is.
0: Oh, my goodness. I definitely feel as though I've been voted. I'm, I'm telling you, this this man is is doing a great service for all of us and um, what a, what a thrill to have him on here. And I, I just love all this um, and, and the phrase Renaissance soul um, so fitting for so many of us that are just blossoming and expanding everything that we're doing right now.
1: Yeah, that was just amazing. Um, I, I just, just all solution oriented, all positive energy, all very like, you know, just, really intent on just being real and genuine. I mean, that, that's the best part because it doesn't gloss over. It's not all just fluffy. It's just like, you know, it's really at the core dealing with the real stuff and taking it to the highest level.
0: Yeah. And, and again, you know, we're, it's, it's just nice to, to be able to put this much information out there like we do and have it be so empowering. Now, I've got to say, not all of our, you know, we really work on that being, you know, what we're about and raising consciousness one guest at a time. Um, Not all of our shows are incredibly empowering like this one was, last week's was. I mean, it's just, it's. I'm I'm loving this right now, and and I know that that's the energy that's so important for all of us. We talked about it before the show with the, you know, Obama-Syria thing and all this, and it's like, you know, we need to realize and continue to realize and continue to be reminded just how empowered we truly are. It's our natural state of being.
1: It is, and anything less is not our truth, and that's what we have to remember when we feel triggered into fear or, you know, anxiety about our health and, you know, what's happening to the environment. I mean, this is a multidimensional experience we're having. We can't just put our attention on a small piece of that. We have to look at it as a whole and just who we are as a whole. And then it's just like, whoa, you know.
0: Just the the positive perspective, you know, is um – you know in this in this area in these discussions there's there's a fork in the road and you can go with it in a positive way and you can go with it you know on the other side and um it's just very encouraging to me that there's so much positivity out there when we're talking about the fukushima radiation when we're talking about syria when we're talking about you know chemtrails to 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 wrap all of that up and and find the positive perspective with it um, is this is what we're all about
1: totally and it's like you know what andrew was saying last week on the show uh, it's all propaganda, and it's like a dream catcher, and I used to use the term, and I've heard it before, dream warfare. I mean, we are living in a collective dream, but there's a, a, a simulated artificial nightmare that's being generated to trap us and pull us in to this lower vibration, and we don't have to go there at all. And once we detach from it, once we realize the difference, we're on our way. We really, really are, and we begin to reflect and create a different um, different world and it's on a different timeline than you know what we might be witnessing just because we witness it doesn't mean that that's our reality
0: right and um it's it's just the the whole you know choice we've got the the choice and in each moment we have the opportunity to make a choice and if we're not doing that you know that in itself um is a choice and so it's um it's just it's nice to 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 be feeling all this.
1: Yep, it sure is. It's, it's always important just to stay inspired because that keeps the passion going. It keeps us moving forward. It keeps us, you know, just really on track. And so, you know, that's what I love, you know, that he really hit home. You know, what is your passion? And just go for it. And not to self-doubt this, you know, and I love how he said, you know, he's his biggest block, you know, it's not the shadow government. It's not, you know, the death threats or whatever some of us might experience. It's, it's his own blocks. And, uh, you know, people really got to look at that within themselves. What is keeping them from doing what they know they love and what they know is most important and what the priorities are, you know, today and, and no more excuses, just do it because that's going to really turn on the creative juices and the fire and the transmutation elements to start to flow after that and uh we all we all make a difference
0: we sure do i have to tell you i saw um an interesting post uh this week um from someone who developed a uh, facebook profile right after our interview with um andrew bartzis last week and uh, the person's uh thing says i cannot listen to dr Dream's show anymore i see that people like dr dream are still telling everyone to just zombie out pretend everything is great the world is beautiful only focus on yourself and ascension well if you look at reality we're going into world war three um and so you know there's there's a lot of choices we get to make out there and um that's one radio listener that that we've lost because being their empowered self isn't quite where they want to be right now but for me that's the only place to be and um Truly, that's the highest perspective and energetic that that we can be sharing. So, um, make oh, room for another listener.
1: Yeah, seriously, zombie out. No, zombie out is watching TV, being complacent, being in apathy, being in addictions, being in a lower state of consciousness. And you are absolutely like the antithesis of that. You know, looking for solutions, inspiration, and um, you know, really exposing the stuff that's difficult for people to swallow, but certainly not staying stuck in the mud about it.
0: Well, it's funny, you know, you and I every once in a while take a look and see uh, what's out there and people, um, um, you know, maybe we're just carrying so much light and so much energy and we're so focused on just helping everyone in the collective that every once in a while that ruffles some feathers and some people have some issues with it. But, um, I know from my viewpoint and certainly from yours, we're just going to keep on keeping on and, um, this is what we're here to do and, um, we're we're doing it, and and we're not doing it alone. And and so grateful for, you know, all the support we get um, from all the circles uh, that that we're involved in.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, you know. And sometimes it feels like a no-win situation. If if one talks about the difficulties and the challenges too much, then you know it's fear mongering. And if it's too positive, then you know it's like, wow. But yeah, so much support. You know, people who are really seeing. You know, really into the soul of each other and uh, valuing that aspect of who we are, that truth of who we are, actually. And um, it's a beautiful thing because that's how we bond and connect and unify. And that's where our spiritual oneness, you know, comes to life. And that's the unified field.
0: That is the unified field. And, um, Let's, let's talk about some events we have coming up, because would love to have everyone join us in that unified field in person at some of these events. And, you know, here we are uh, making our way into the fall. Um, perfect time to start planning, um, you know, what opportunities to get out there and meet like-minded people and, and uh, see presentations and have experiences that, um, that, that expand you, right?
1: Yep. So, so we have coming up.
0: Well, Sarasota, Florida on October 4th, 5th, and 6th, you and I, Lisa Renee, Teal Scott, Tom Lesher, Andrew Bartzis, um, under the the lovely guidance of um, N5D, which is Greg Prescott and Helene Lipson, this is going to be quite the event. Uh, we're doing a new moon beach galactivation and um, this is on the 99% Quartz Crystal Sands of Lido Key, Florida. All right, there were only 90 tickets available for this one. It will be live-streamed also, but what I'm getting at here is there's still an opportunity for for you, the listener, to be one of the 90 people to be here. It's going to be one of our smaller, more intimate um, events that we do, and the energy of this, Helene and Greg have just put themselves out to – to put on a really incredible event. So uh, we hope you'll take a look at that. And then this is fun. And we just had um, one of the folks from Detroit who's involved with um, Awaken Empowered Expo here to the office. Um, he was part of the interviews with us, Jeffrey uh, Jackson. And um, I'm so excited about this. This is October 11, 12, and 13 in Detroit, Michigan. It's the Awaken Empowered Expo. And we've got, you know, some some. Some old friends, Michael Tellinger and Carrie Cassidy are going to be there. um some new friends, Ethan Fox and um people we haven't quite met yet, but I'll tell you I can't wait to meet Mark Romero what he's doing with music and uh fully raw christina um yeah it it's just it's going to be quite the event and um detroit's going to be fun i'm I'm super excited to get back to Detroit
1: yeah, it's going to be great. And then this
0: is this is a this is one that's that's really um, getting us getting us going so to speak. Ascension Rising Conference, November first, second, and third, in Sedona at the Hilton Sedona Resort. Um, we're on with James Gillinan and Celeste Yarnell. Um, we've got Sean Kehoe. Um, Sierra uh, Nablina is the one putting on this whole thing, and she is just over and beyond um, incredible for all the effort and energies that she's putting into this. Um, our, our dear friend, Itasha will be there. Brian Kelly, um, Richard Moritz, um, Don Daniels. It's, it's going to be quite the event. And um, you can, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I think just go to the website. If you go to tour or, uh, uh, cosmicgaiasofia.com you can see all of our events that are coming up and then this one the star knowledge conference november 8 9 10 and 11 Laura, just share from your heart a little bit about what the star knowledge family and the star knowledge conference means to you
1: Oh my gosh I mean starting back when the venus transits was happening it just everything fell into place I mean when chief golden light eagle came to see me talk at Mufon and then invited, you know, me to the event and then got to know you and brought you in. I mean, it was all really significant points in just the alignments and just my path and mission. And they just really held space and, and have given me so much opportunity to just share hours and hours of information. And they, you know, saw you do a Galactivation and just have loved it and your presence and just honored us as a couple. And my God, when we went to Iowa and we had everybody greet us and hug us and, you know, it's just on and on. Just just total, just Love and respect just being shared and just the feeling of community on on, on a level that you and I feel really just good about, you know, just really matching just our higher ideals and, you know, integrity and and just, uh, you know, being in a deep space of, of, of just really serving Mother Earth, Gaia. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's incredible. What are your thoughts? I mean, well
0: now there were a thousand people there last year in, um, carefree Arizona. This is in Palm Springs, closer to Los Angeles. I think we'll have a thousand people there this year. It is incredibly powerful chief golden light Eagle, um, under his, you know, incredible energies and, and the other chiefs and, and Linda and Alan, um, they, I mean, I love all the conferences we get to do, but I will tell you, there's a whole lot of people that could take a a page out of the Star Knowledge Playbook and step up what they're doing with their conferences. That's why this one is incredible. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait.
1: And we get to bring our kids. I know. It's going to be awesome.
0: (laughs) This life is really, truly the best. So Yeah,
1: and, and it's awesome because, you know, it's it, when people say, Oh, I'm so blessed, or life it's I mean, it takes a lot to get to this point and so but it's possible. Everybody can do it to where you're living your dreams, you're living your mission, and you're creating relationships that really just are healthy and it it can happen. I never I mean, it it was a nice dream that I was nurturing and here it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do love all of this and I love doing these broadcasts with you and I love our loyal following and, and everyone in the chat room just having such an incredible time and it's the highlight um, for so many of us, one of the highlights of our week to come in and just connect like this and, and um, I don't need to look very far in my life at all to, to, to see all the blessings that are just lined up for me to experience in my moment to moment. So, just thanking everyone. We'll be back next week with another uh, really wonderful broadcast.
1: Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us.
0: Take care. Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time.